0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to the Church of the Palms. My name is Amy Dunn, and I am in the 11th grade at Riverview High School. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Surrounded by a rich heritage of faith, we seek to know you, God, in this time of worship. Thankful for our spiritual ancestors, we return to our roots to find our true identity. We lay aside all that weighs us down and fills us with doubts, so we can give attention to your call and your message. Meet us here, we pray. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: Please stand for the call to worship. Listen to Psalm 100 as it comes to us from the message.
2: On your feet now, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence.
3: Know this, God is God, and God, God. He made us, we did not make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise. Thank him, worship him.
4: For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever.
1: Let us worship God.
0: Church family, before we confess our sins, let us reflect on the good news that is written in 1 John 1 19. Knowing that the grace and mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ renew each and every day, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Together we confess. O God, after all you have done for us. We have failed to bear our fruit for you. We have turned away from the Word and have forgotten to call on your name. People who are weak, lonely, and destitute receive little help from our hands because we are preoccupied with our own concerns. Lift us from your shadows from the seats and let your face shine on us so we may walk once more in your truth. Amen. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ. he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now please turn and greet one another with the peace and love of Christ.
1: Church of the Palms, we are so glad that you're here today. There is a red friendship pad that you will see, and if you would write your name in that and pass it down and take a peek on the way back so you can say hi to some people by name. If this is your first Sunday with us, you are in for a treat. You may not have noticed, or you may have noticed, it's Student Sunday. This is like such a great time for us in our faith family because we get to hear stories about how God moved in the lives of our students. And, you know, some people would say this is like herding cats. They're wrong. It's like herding huskies. It's like a 75-pound cat. I know. I've got one. These summer trips that these kids go on would not be possible for three things. And if you would look in your bulletin on page 7, you will see almost 100 names of kids that went on these trips they were only able to go on these trips first of all because of all of you because you generously donate to the lives of these kids through our student sponsorship and that you continue to pray for them so thank you congregation thank you The second reason that this happens is because of these kids' parents, because they make it a priority, and they sometimes make sacrifices to be able to send their kids on a church trip. And if you know the lives of teenagers and middle schoolers today, they have a lot of things that are pulling at their attention. And so for these parents to make this a priority, it is awesome, and it wouldn't happen without them. And finally, we have to thank the volunteers that work with these students, not only on Wednesday nights and not only on Sunday mornings, but the ones that go on these trips, these brave souls that take a week of vacation and go with them. Their names are in the bulletin, but you need to listen to these names as well so that if you see them, you can thank them and you can ask them about the experience because maybe God would stir in you as well to come along on one of these life changing trips. Cindy Lanou Foster. Melanie Wright, John Segoe, Moira Dunn, Bill Mallet, and Hallie Goodwin. Let's thank these volunteers. Thank you. Okay, I have three announcements. The last Sunday in August is the fall kickoff. So we are doing one blended service at 9. Our contemporary friends will come over here, and then we're going to do a pancake breakfast, and all of the fall offerings are going to be going on. You don't want to miss it. There will be an 11 o'clock service just for those folks that come and and normally worship at a traditional service. So it's August 27th, so mark your calendars for that. In your bulletin, you will see the nomination form for... um, elders and for shepherding deacons and for deacons it might be green it might be brown look at this fill it out nominate yourself nominate a friend put it in the offering plate today or if you don't know who to nominate today take it home with you and pray over it and wonder about who God might be calling to serve in one of these leadership roles because who knows it might just be you And finally, if you would like to learn more about how to be a part of this great, big, fun, crazy family called Church of the Palms, there's a new members class next Sunday in the chapel reception room at 1015. Let's worship God.
5: Christ is risen, and bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen, and oh
4: Dear God, we come before you today humbled and grateful for all the blessings you have given us. On this day, we ask that you watch over each of us as we are faced with the challenges of our everyday life. We ask that you guide the minds and hearts of our nation's leaders, teachers, businessmen, and public servants. We pray for our armed forces and sacrifices they make for us each and every day. We pray for those that struggle both physically and spiritually. We ask that your spirit is with them in powerful ways. Lord, you know our hearts, you know our minds, and you know what is best for us. Please help us to remain faithful this day and days to come. Now let us pray together. The prayer that was taught to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, will the ushers please come forward to collect the offering. Mm -hmm.
0: Gracious God, we thank you for all that you have blessed us with, even when we are too busy to see and hear you at work in our lives. Your love for us overflows in all that you have created for us to enjoy and share. May our offering be both a blessing as as well as a symbol of our affection for you and your never-ending generosity. You are the author of life, the King of Kings. Lord, as we receive these gifts, we pray for you to guide us and direct us as we look for you to extend your kingdom to both our neighbors and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Now it is time for our children to come forward as we start children's moment and for the blessing of the backpacks.
6: Look at all these backpacks. I swear, each and every year they get cooler and cooler. Mine's just like a boring old black one, but it does the job. So I want you guys to tell me why did you pick your backpacks and what colors they are. Do you want to raise your hand, anyone?
4: Yeah. Captain America
6: style. Oh, Captain America. That's a good one. Anyone else? And tell me your backpacks, maybe if you didn't bring a backpack, what color it is, or what character it has on it, or why you picked it. What do you got, Maddie? Mine has mermaids on it. Oh, mermaids. Those are cool. Mine has polka dots on it. Polka dots. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, we Mine have is a roly backpack. backpack because
0: I'm starting middle school, and I'm going to have a lot of homework, so I'm not going to carry that um, on the back
4: on my back. <laughs> roller. A, a roller. roller. You got a Roller. Mine has hearts on it. Oh, it's nice, very Goodies. nice. Look
6: at these. So those are awesome too. So regardless of what shape, size, or color or characters on your bag, it all does the same purpose of carrying all that heavy stuff that we need. What kind of stuff do we need for school? Pencils, pens. Anyone have anything else? <coughs> we'll wait Dry erase markers. Dry erase markers, those are good ones.
4: Erasers?
6: Erasers. Calculators. Very important. Flash (laughs) drives.
3: Flash drives.
6: Wow. (laughs) You were ready for school. (laughs) So we need all this heavy stuff that we've got to put in our backpack, so we need our backpack to be strong and sturdy. And that's kind of like what Jesus does. You know, we have all these worries or sadness or maybe being scared or afraid of something, and we can give that to Jesus, and he carries it all for us. And that's super awesome because, you know, we can't carry all these erasers and all these textbooks by ourselves, and we need our backpack, just like we can't carry all of our worries or sadness or anything because Jesus can carry them for us. So, you know, maybe this year you're a little nervous, or maybe you're super excited because some years we go in and we're going to know everybody, and it's going to be super fun. But other years, we might not know as many people, and we have to make friends, and that can be kind of scary. But... We should always know that Jesus is always by our side, no matter what. And he's always there to carry our sadness, our scaredness, our emotions and everything because he loves us and he cares for us, just like our backpacks do. (laughs) So I'm gonna invite Miss Carol and all of our parents and Sunday school teachers to come up and lay hands on these backpacks as we say a blessing.
3: Yeah, if your child is up here, I want you guys to stand up. If, you're, if your child is up here, if you'd like to come up and lay hands on your child, we'd love to invite you up front the to the blessing of the backpack. Please come forward. And, guys, can you guys all stand up with your backpacks? Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have a backpack, it's okay. We're going to bless you for the school year. Have a, have a stand up. Okay, here we go. Come on in. Scooch in here. Okay. Lord God, bless these backpacks and the children and the youth who carry them as they begin yet another year of school. Give them peace when they feel nervous, focus when they feel distracted, energy when they feel tired. Open their minds to the lessons they will learn both in and outside the classroom. Help them to make friends that build one another up And be friends to those who need them. Guide them in making good choices as they grow in wisdom and in maturity. Lord God, be ever present with them in the classroom, on the school bus, on the playground, and at home. And may they feel your loving care in all that they do. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
7: scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 8-12. through 12. And Elijah arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of the food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. And there he came to a cave, and he lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I even, I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said to him, go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent in the mountains and broken pieces of the rock before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a still small voice. This is the word of the Lord. And now, allow us to share some of our stories. Um, First, we have Jared Romine. Good
8: morning. My name is Jared Roman, and I'm a sophomore at Cardinal Mooney High School. Today I'm going to tell you about my experiences at UrbanServe. I've gone on the UrbanServe trip twice, and it has changed my life in many different ways. The whole trip was amazing from the very start. As soon as we arrived to Georgia Tech, the whole staff was super nice to me, and all the other students who had done it before were excited out of their minds, and I would soon see it was for a good reason. During the day, we would be at a place called Redemption Community Church. Church of the Palms had been coming to Redemption for three years, and we loved it with all our hearts. At Redemption, we had the privilege to spend the day with a big group of the most joyful children you will ever see. We were there to help with the summer camp and entertain the kids, which was not that hard, because all the kids were so excited to just sit and talk with you. We did all sorts of activities with them, such as basketball, watercolors, and face paint. Although when I try to paint faces, it turns into some multicolored blob. (laughs) One of the best parts of the trip was to watch all the students from Church of the Palms around me striking up conversations about God and letting the kids know that God loved them. It blows my mind the amount of relationships you can create with just one week. We had such a strong link with these kids, but That by the end of our trip we were scrambling around trying to get their emails so we could keep in touch. Another part of Urban Serve that was special to me was the evening worships. This past summer was great. The band was super into it to the point where everyone was on their feet at some point waving their hands in the air. The speaker was awesome too. He had a cool way of sharing the message of God. He would talk about the actual Bible stories and then tie back into things that happened in his life. He definitely kept you interested. After worship, we would all head back to whatever room we decided to go to for our group discussion. This is where we talk about our favorite moments from that day and how we could see God. I always loved bonding with the students at Church of the Palms and seeing everyone open up to each other. The group of people here have definitely become a second family to me. So to wrap it up, Urban Serve was a trip I went on at first to get to know people and try to do some good for the kids at Redemption. But I think they may have done just as much good for me. Seeing God act through the nonstop love from these children changed me in a great way, and I'm happy to say that God spoke to me through this trip. I remember vividly one night after worship, God's presence was so intense that I had to sit down outside for a minute and take it all in. This trip has been one of the best ways for me to clearly see God, and I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to get to know God a little better.
9: Good morning. <laughs> I'm Moira Dunn, and I had the pleasure of going on the Urban Serve trip as well. And I think Jared did such a wonderful job telling you about our trip, but I'll hope, hopefully I can add a little bit more from an adult perspective. We had 27 high school students and three adults attend this trip. Um, we were, as he said, we were at the Redemption Community Church. And, you know, normally going into a trip like this, I'm, you know, distracted by what I'm going to do for the students, and what my role is, and kind of thinking about all the tasks at hand, but I always come, whenever I am working with students, I come away amazed at how much they are doing for me. I am not, once I get into the trip, I'm not distracted by my to-do list, I'm really just learning about how amazing these students are and how they share themselves. Um, We hear a lot about students and technology and controlling that, but every time I saw a student with technology when we were at Redemption Church, they were taking photos and videos of the kids. They were sharing contact information. And in the evenings, I'd see them, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, FaceTime with all the kids that they had met that day and that they'd been building these relationships with. So it was an awesome opportunity to see how technology can be a force for good in these kids' lives. By far, face painting was the most popular activity of the week and our very own Cindy Lanou. I've seen her over the years teach these kids how to face paint. Um, Even kids like Jared who think that they don't do a very good job, the beauty of the face paint ministry is that you've got a child sitting in a chair across from you for five or 10 minutes, maybe 15 if it's an involved drawing, and they are just getting your undivided attention, and you are loving on them. And I heard many kids, many of our students who were asking these kids what they thought about God. So here you have you know, a 16, 17-year-old sitting across from an 8-year-old Asking them, you know, what the Bible, what they know about the Bible, and how it might apply to their life, and what, you know, what have they heard about Jesus. And these kids are like sponges. They just want to hear whatever it is you have to say, and they want to tell you about their life. So face painting was the big hit of the week, for sure. The pastor at Redemption Church um, made an incredible impact on me. Um, He... Um, would wake up at 4 30 every morning and be organizing the bus route that he was going to go and pick up all these kids to get them to camp. Um, he would give his cell phone number out to any parent that he met. These were kids not from his church, but just from, you know, anywhere like a 10, 15 mile radius. And he would just bring them in just so that he could love on them and give them a an engaging place to spend their summer. They also received um, meals while they were there. He told me so many personal stories of their community and all that they're doing to share God's love. There's so many things that I could tell you about the week, but I want you to know that these students who I've watched grow up, I had two daughters go on the trip with me, so I know these students pretty well. They've really learned the lesson of how to take what they're learning here at church and what they learn in their Bible studies at camp and go out into the world and share God's love with others. It was very moving to see these students um, just going so far out of their way to love and tell these kids about Jesus. And it was such a pleasure to be with them all week. They they were not—I never had a situation where I said, oh, my gosh, I'm with a bunch of teenagers. I, I find them to be partners in ministry, and they're just a beautiful, a beautiful experience. And just to leave you with that, you know, anything that you would do with students or children, my experience is that you always come away receiving more than you give. So thank you so much for your support.
2: Good morning everybody. Uh, My name is Jack Kirsch and I'm heading into my senior year at Pineview tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) I was given the incredible opportunity to attend Montreat Youth Conference in North Carolina for the fourth year in a row this summer. Montreat in the past has always been such a spiritual week for me. I would use it to delve deep into my relationship with God but Throughout the next school year, I would fall more and more out of touch with him. This past school year was an incredibly difficult year for me with the usual stress of junior year, worrying about college, grades, extracurriculars, et cetera, et cetera, as well as some personal struggles of mine. Uh, Throughout all of this, one would think I would have less time for church and drift from my faith, but in reality, the opposite happened. Uh, When I stepped onto the bus to Urban Servant Montreat this year, I was so much closer to God than I'd ever been before. And with this, I was able to transform my Montreat experience into something completely different. The sermons meant more to me, I had more to say during small group discussion, and I ended up making friends with some people that I can share my faith with and keep in touch with even though we live hundreds of miles apart. The theme for this year at Montreat was peace, which is something that meant so much to me. Um, The message I took away from this week most was the idea that when you're hurting or you're going through something difficult or you feel broken, those are the moments you should draw closer to God rather than pull away from Him because you aren't strong enough to go through it alone. After having such a difficult year, this is exactly what I needed and something that I'd learned for myself. Montreat now, even more so, is a place where God is everywhere. I feel his presence in every inch of it, in the nature, my church family, the people from other churches, and especially in worship. Whether it's standing around the lake on the final night, under the sky and the glow of the candlelight, worshiping, saying goodbye to our seniors, making lifelong relationships, or even simple things like hammocking, going to the swimming hole, or getting ice cream at the huck. Uh, These are the things that make Montreat such an amazing and special week. I've realized I'm not ready to leave my church family yet, but I'm so blessed to have them to walk with in my journey with Christ and cannot wait for my senior year with them and for my fifth and final year at Montreat, a place I'm so lucky to call home for one short week out of the year. Thank you.
10: Good morning. I'm Rachel Mallet, and I am also starting my senior year tomorrow at Sarasota High School. I went on four trips with the youth group this summer, but I'm here to discuss my week in Nicaragua, which surprised me in so many new ways. As this being my third trip there, I was not prepared to be shaped and inspired by the Nicaraguans as heavily as I had this year. Going into the week, I was less eager than I had been previously because I wasn't prepared to leave behind my life back home for the week. I was tired of traveling and nervous that my Spanish would be a lot worse than the year before. And honestly, it really, really was. I think, I think the most complex sentence I constructed was, no mas exercicio para el año, which is really important. It means no more exercise for the year. <laughs> this summer felt different for me. And for that reason, I didn't expect to get much out of this trip, because I didn't think it could top what I had already experienced there. But a day in, I knew just how much God had been preparing my heart for this. Those entire seven days were filled with such immense joy and peace. It wasn't perfect. I got sunburnt, I got tired, and I got grumpy. But each day brought new realizations about God, the goodness of God and his ability to pick us up from such heavy feelings of brokenness and piece us together more beautifully than he had the time before. There were two women in particular that moved me to open myself up to God's unconditional, never-ending love. The first was Annette, an 18-year-old girl left to be the head of her family at age 11 when her single mother decided to move to America. She had no desire to take on the responsibility and fell into a lifestyle to help her avoid it. At 16, she found Christ through Vita Hovind in Nicaragua, and God gifted her with a sense of maturity and dedication that could inspire any of us to take initiative in our own lives. The second woman was Marta. She was my host mother my second year there during my homestay and has always exuded such wisdom and love. This year she shared her testimony with our church Thursday afternoon during lunch and I had never expected her story to be so heartbreaking. She was one of 16 in a family with very little. Six siblings died when she was a child and her dad was a heavy alcoholic. Growing up he was abusive to her and her siblings and he sexually assaulted Marta when she got a bit older. She was in a really dark place for so long and hated her father for what he did and resented her mother for not being there for her. But when she found Jesus through a Vidahoven camp and laid all of her burdens down before him, she found herself forgiving her parents for everything and becoming entirely renewed with joy and love. She has two generations of family below her that are constantly in and out of her house, and spending a day there last year, I would have never expected her to come from a place that never had what she so easily pours out to others. Each Nicaraguan has a similar story of restoration and God's goodness, and never in my life have I seen his hand so evident in changing lives. Even after Nicaragua, I was so keenly aware of him working through situations in my life, and I know I've been fulfilled in ways that will remind me of God's presence for a very long time. He is so real, and he is so good, and no one will express that more passionately than my Nicaraguans will. This trip constantly brings new revelations, and I am so thankful that with your help, it can be a part of my summers every year. Thank you.
7: Hello again. I'm back. Um, It's been an entire year um, since I came on to Church of the Palms, um, and it's been yet another amazing summer. Um, What I love about these trips is it gives these students a chance to seek God apart from the distractions, noise, and storms of life. Um, In our scripture reading today, um, we found Elijah camping out in a cave when he was resting from his own personal storms. What's most interesting to me about this text is not simply that he experienced God, but when. It wasn't when the winds were raging, it wasn't when the rocks were falling off the mountain, and it wasn't when the fire was sweeping across the land before him. No, it was in the silence after the storm that he heard the gentle whisper of God. These trips are exactly that, a time to leave the noise and the storms of life behind and sink God in the silence that awaits away from home. Last year started with Urban Serve in a flat tire 20 minutes from home. This year started much better when I went on the middle school trip to Lakeland, Florida. There were zero flat tires. And for a lot of our middle school students, this was their first time going on a mission trip, but they performed admirably. All week, they selflessly devoted their time, energy, and hearts to 75 or so kids at a local Boys and Girls Club. To put it simply, their efforts were inspiring, and I am very proud of each and every one of them. As far as worship was concerned, these students were a joy to witness to. It's rare to see students their age seek after God the way they did. They had their arms raised in worship, they prayed hand in hand, They focused while the pastor was speaking and they were engaged in our small group sessions. To further explain, allow me to share two quick stories from this trip. The first highlight was on our last evening of worship. I was debriefing with Carol Holmeister on the way back to the dorms when we noticed several of our female students stop in the middle of the walkway. They knelt down at a fountain and they held hands and prayed together. No one asked them to and no one made them. They just chose to all on their own. It was a heartwarming moment for Carol and I and I was so proud of them. And I know it made us smile, but I also know that it made God smile. The second highlight has to do with an answered prayer of divine magnitude. In one, one of our evening youth leader meetings before worship, I was asked to write down specific prayers and or the names of students who I was praying for in regards to spiritual growth. That night, I wrote down seven specific names on a piece of paper, and an hour and a half later, every single name I wrote down on that piece of paper to the T made a decision to follow Jesus when the call was given. So in regards to the middle school trip, I don't feel like I have to say much more um, about it and how it went. It was simply perfect. But that's not where my summer ended, that's just where it began. Shortly after that, I was with my beautiful wife as she delivered our second baby boy. In light of this, I had to watch the Urban Sur crew head out without me. I was sad that I couldn't be there, but at the same time I was so happy to be with my family and our new baby boy. I drove all night on Thursday, surprised them at Six Flags on Friday, and then we headed off to Montreat after a much-needed day of fun and relaxation. As you've heard many times, Montreat is a beautiful place. It's tucked away in the mountains, surrounded by the beauty of God's creation, setting up the perfect atmosphere to encounter the presence of God. However, this year was a little bit different, and it had a bit of a different feel. The speakers weren't as strong as in years past, which created a little negativism in each of us, but something extraordinary happened in light of this. The frustration created a hunger that our students were eager to satisfy. Each and every day, they came back to the house, with, uh, and they were more inquisitive. They had more questions that needed answering, and they had a desire to grow. In short, they didn't get complacent or settle for what was being presented. They wanted more. Montreat was an amazing trip for me because it showed the true character of this youth group. They don't just wait for God to be presented to them. They seek after him in word, deed, and prayer. They went with the desire to grow in their faith, and they weren't going to leave without doing so. So how was my summer, and how were the summer trips? They were amazing. God is moving in this church, and certainly in the lives of these students. I thank each and every one of you for your support, your care, and your prayers. Because of this congregation, these students have the opportunities to go on life-changing trips such as these, and I have the opportunity and the privilege to be their youth pastor. So stay tuned for more stories, folks, because God is nowhere near finished with these students. Big things are on the horizon, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. Thank you all, and God bless. And, and now, if you were here last year, and we always like to end these sessions with a fun group song. So as the students come forward, everybody, come on. <laughs> you guys can come up, too. We're going to be singing Prince of Peace. The lyrics will come on the screen, um, and what you'll notice is there's two halves, Um, There is the guys and the girls. And so we mirror each other. Um, Basically it goes, you are holy. And the girls come in, you are holy. And we go back and forth. And then we each have our own chorus. And so we harmonize from beginning to end. And it's a lot of fun. This is one song that we do repeatedly at Montreat. um, And it's one that we all love. And so we wanted to present it to you today and allow you to join in with us. So if you would, please stand. um, And we will lead your way. Um, Amelia and Meredith and Sophie will be leading us in worship. And now, as we close this morning, on your bulletin, allow us to say the benediction response. Grant us peace upon our homeward way. With thee began, with thee shall end the day. Guard thou lips from sin and heart from shame. That in this house have called upon thy name. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord and one another. Amen. Amen.